Good morning. I'm Jerry Agar in for John Moore. He will be back a week from today after the holiday Monday. Joining me now for our science, or our, our tech uh, segment here, as always, is Carmi Levy. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Great to be here. Good to have you. So uh, Meta is uh, losing. They, it's an incredible number of people signed up for Threads as the competitor to Twitter now X, um, and, and they're leaving? Yeah, 100 million people signed up in the first five days. They downloaded the app and, and registered on the platform using their Instagram accounts. And uh, now Mark Zuckerberg was talking at a town hall meeting within the company just the other day, and he said they've lost half of the So only half of the 100 million who signed up originally remain, uh, which sounds like a scary number, and it is. Uh, but, you know, this is, you know, I, I think we need to remind ourselves this is normal. There's a very big difference between uh, the numbers of people who download an app at first, roll up their sleeves, play with it a bit, try it out, see who else is there, and then get bored and go back to their life. And then, you know, sustained use where people actually stick with the app. It, they put it next to their other apps. They, it becomes part of their everyday routine. And that's really the job now. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So it's really up to Threads to you know figure out, okay, what features are we missing? And there were a lot of features missing from the first version, like hashtags and search and a follow feed, which they've since added. Uh, and then add those over time and then continue to market the platform so that people like you and me stick around and turn it from a one-time download into a long-term habit. So it, it ain't over yet for Threads, and they got a lot, a lot of money seriously deep pockets that they're going to continue to fund this thing for a very long time to come. Uh, you know, pull up some popcorn and watch. This isn't done yet. I signed up for it in part for the same reason a number of people did, which is I wanted to use my name on it before somebody else did. Um, mm -hmm. and so I did that. I haven't been knocked out on a, by it, although I, I, I want to tell you this. I had something funny. I did it earlier this morning, but I did see something funny on it this morning. A woman put up um, that her best friend said to her, this was on thread, uh, threads, her best friend said to her, you should be a cop. And she said, I don't want to be a cop. Why should I be a cop? And the friend said, because you chase after the same men, you might as well get paid for it. <laughs> you know, I, I think we all need to remind ourselves if we could go back in time when we first downloaded the app, like I, like I, every single social media app I've ever used, I downloaded, I sat on it for months, barely using it before I really started to get into it. It was a very slow build. Uh, this is not a zero to 60 thing. This is more like, you know, a much slow, you can measure it by the calendar. And I think that's the same thing with threads. It really takes a long time for all of us to decide, yeah, this is something I'm going to use all the time, but regardless of what people are saying to us online. It's our decision, and it takes a while to figure it out. Meanwhile, over at the other one, X, the, the platform formerly known as Twitter, Elon Musk has threatened to sue a group of independent researchers whose research documented an increase in hate speech on the site since it was purchased last year by Elon Musk. I suppose they could argue about what is or is not hate speech, but Musk is a self-professed free speech absolutist. So I, is that his argument? Is uh, you, you Look, I, I'm just allowing people to say whatever they want to say. 
Uh, no, his, his, his defense and through his lawyer, Alex Spiro, is essentially that they're trying to damage his business. It's the Center for Countering Digital Hate. It's a nonprofit group uh, that's based in London. And what they do is they study not just Twitter or X, uh, they study all platforms. So Facebook, TikTok, uh, you name it. They Every platform sort of comes under their, their research. And what they do is they look for hate speech, very clear examples of it. So postings from white supremacist groups, uh, you know, uh, uh, content with swastikas in it, content calling for violence against identified groups. Uh, th- this isn't a fuzzy line, Jerry. This is pretty darn clear. And they found, uh, uh, in their view, a hundred of these, and they reported them to the company. And then a few days later, uh, and they followed up with them and said, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. They were fully upfront about what they were up to. Uh, and then a few days later, they they, they checked again, uh, and well over 90% of those, uh, those postings were still on the platform. The company did not respond to their their inquiry and so uh you know they've been critical of other platforms before and uh, and the response in those cases has been well okay we're going to deal with it uh we do have a a hate speech issue it's an acknowledged issue not just at twitter x it's an acknowledged issue across social media uh yet in this case they just they decided to send a lawyer's letter threatening if you keep this up we're going to sue you uh the problem here is is that it sends a chilling message to other groups who might want to do the same thing basically it means don't even bother checking to see if the platforms are doing anything to stamp out hate because they're going to threaten to sue you too a scary place to go. Very dystopian. Sure. Uh, but I always feel that we are better off figuring out as individuals how to deal with the speech we encounter on the internet than we are allowing some small group of, um, of people to decide what we should see and hear. Yeah, you and I, absolutely, as end users, absolutely have a role to play in that. And I've been saying that all along, but so do the platforms. And certainly one of the reasons why Twitter uh, or X is much smaller than the competition and is hemorrhaging money and is nowhere near as successful as platforms run by Meta is because of the hate speech problem, because it's so much worse on Twitter because of its architecture and because of its refusal to even begin to address it compared to the competition. So Twitter has already, you know, for much of its history has already been acknowledged as a, a toxic cesspool, doesn't yeah. do enough to address this. And yeah, he's a free speech absolutist, but Jerry, my right to punch you or my right to punch you in the face stops beyond the tip of your nose. Uh, these companies need to step up. And unfortunately, X isn't. Okay, but you can't punch somebody in the nose over Twitter. It's just, you know, you, if you say something hateful, I can just go, well, that's hateful and move on. Absolutely. But I'd, I'd, I'd like the company to at least respond to notification when, when it is acknowledged on their platform. They need to be doing more. And quite frankly, we need to have better legislation that forces companies like X to do more. Well, I think that it would behoove the companies to do it so that we don't get government doing it, because that, to me, is the scariest proposition. I mean, oh, sure. (laughs) Let's sing Kumbaya and maybe Big Tech will do the right thing for a change. Well, Elon Musk can manage to be in the news in one day on from various different fronts. And uh, SpaceX edges closer to their next launch with a high powered test of Starship's water deluge system. What does that mean? 
So basically, and if you've ever watched a space shuttle launch or even a Falcon 9 launch, they do the same thing. Just as the rockets light up on the launch pad, they, they dump a whole bunch of water out of these basically giant sprinkler heads underneath the rocket. And what that does, the water absorbs the sound energy from the rocket's exhaust and it prevents it from causing damage both to the rocket and to the infrastructure around it. They didn't have that in place when Starship first launched in April caused a huge amount of debris to be thrown everywhere. Cars were destroyed. Homes were damaged. They're being sued by everyone. The, the FAA is being sued because they didn't require them to have it. Now they've put it in and they were testing it this week. Uh, basically, the world's biggest sprinkler system. If you have a chance to see the video, very cool. What it means is they're moving even closer to that next uh, launch of their next prototype so they're getting ever closer to it they just need the faa to approve it but you know starship is uh the world's biggest most powerful rocket and when it flew if you're a rocket fan everything stopped everybody watched uh second flight is getting closer by the day thanks to the installation of this very critical system. I've gotten used to verifying on various things, getting into my bank account, getting onto my phone in the first place by using my fingertip. People around the world are getting their eyeballs scanned in exchange for a digital ID and the promise of free cryptocurrency. Is that more, less, or pretty much the same as using your fingerprint? Uh, it is. It's the same. It's it's under the, the umbrella of what's called biometrics. So it's something that you are. So your fingerprint, your palm print, your, your retina scan, your voice scan, your facial recognition. Uh, and so the, there's an organization, it's called WorldCoin, which is a kind of cryptocurrency founded by Sam Altman, the same guy who brought us ChatGPT, OpenAI. He's the CEO. And what they've been doing is they've been going around the world in various spots, uh, about 120 places so far, a couple million people, where they have this giant orb and you walk up to this orb and you stare at it and it 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 read it records your eyes it records your retina uh, and then in exchange for that they give you free world coin 25 free world coins worth about 70 or 80 bucks that which sounds great hey you want to come over here just uh, register your your retinal scan and uh, we'll give you some free cryptocurrency sounds amazing but this is a biometric i don't know these people from adam and if they get breached if my password is included in a breach, I just go change my password. If my biometric scan is included in my breach, it's not like I can go get a new set of eyes. And that's the problem here is that these people are registering for this thing, company they don't know, uh, and it ex and they're not they're they're not even expressing concern about privacy. Well, they said there was free crypto, so I said sure. Yeah. I don't really worry so much about privacy. It's what these end users are saying as they consent to this that is absolutely frightening. We clearly don't care about privacy anymore, Jerry. If somebody chops off my index finger in order to get into my bank account, that's one thing. But if they <laughs> gouge out my left eyeball, that's going to bother me a lot more. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks, Jerry. This is News Talk 1010.